3: up Dolphins, fans and welcome to the fifth quarter post-game show on the Miami Dolphins radio network the Miami Dolphins podcast network is all here OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt from the fish yes, tank I'm Travis Wingfield from the drive time podcast the bad news is the game was very much a textbook August football game guys the good news though only one more to go before they start to count in the standings and despite the loss here juice I still think plenty to be excited about tonight
4: yeah, there are. You know, it's it's amazing, though, how much better you feel with a win sure. than you do after, you know, a loss. But there are some exciting young players on this team that, you know, we we're all getting excited about. And, uh, you know, it, it's important to go out there and see some of the guys that are going to be either the future or going to be big contributors, you know, later in this season. And I think that's, that's what we saw today uh, from a few guys. Obviously, the starters only got a little bit of work. Um, wasn't impressive at all from our starters. But at the same time, though, it's good to see some of the young guys go out there and get their opportunity to shine, and, and quite a few of them did, in my opinion.
3: Seth, I had a chance to maybe take a moment away from you there again, like I did last week, only we're here live, so I suppose that was taken away. But it's <laughs> interesting, the kind of juxtaposition. Last week, we get a missed kick to win the game. Now sure. we're the ones that miss the kick and get the loss at the end of the day. But like I said with the juice, you know, late in that game, plenty of guys to be excited about making some plays down the down the stretch.
5: Yeah, there, there definitely were, but I, I think uh – we were excited to see some guys play. I mean, there were 17 guys that didn't play last week, and we were hoping to see some of them play this week, certainly starting with QB1, and we did. Uh, and I'm sure we'll we'll spend a lot of time tonight talking about Tua. But, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of uninspired football early on, and, and I, you know, I don't know what the expectations were, as you said. It is August, and, and outside of you, Travis, I don't know that the rest of us get <laughs> particularly excited about preseason football. But uh, it, it definitely felt like something was missing. We were hoping to see a little bit more. I mean, the Raiders left two-thirds of their team, in, yeah. Yeah. right, in, in yeah. Vegas. And, and so you would have liked – it would be great to see the first-team offense or some semblance of the first-team offense march up and down the field. That's not what we saw tonight. But I thought Tua looked sharp, you know, in, in the limited opportunities that he had. I thought he looked sharp. He threw the ball well, definitely had some zip on it. The accuracy's always there. Um, but, but really, Travis, as you said, I think the real excitement came from the guys late. You know the young guys that that you hope can step up and, and crack the lineup at some point. And that's
4: the fun part of it, though, man. That's what the preseason. Honestly, are, you, we can you can talk about anything you want to talk about, but the fun part of preseason is seeing these young guys that are battling and
5: fighting. Well, yeah, when you were playing, Juice, if anybody showed up for a preseason game to see O.J. McDuffie, it was going to be you in a ball cap, right? Right. And, and waving at him in the stands. Well, so. Yeah, my my second
4: or third year. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, My right. first year, though, man. I, you know, my first two years, actually, I couldn't. You know, I couldn't wait to get out there and get it going, man. This means a lot to a lot of these guys. Sure. You know what I mean? It means the world. To them, You know, I, I I watch the kids at halftime, you know what I mean, that probably dream of playing on this field when they're older. I met some guys. I saw some guys in the alumni suite, you know, Damian Gregory and guys like that. Damian Gregory was here. He has their team wow. that's sitting up there in the 300 level watching the game. You know, those kids are still dreaming about it out here. So the guys that actually are young guys that have actually made it, the guys that are actually young out here and that have made it. Their dream is coming true today, and so every single minute, every single quarter is important to them. So, yeah, it is more exciting for me seeing the guys that are trying to make this squad get out there and, and and try to ball out.
3: I mean, that's that's a good place to start. I think we go back to the the beginning part of the game. That's that's the tricky part about these preseason games. It's like, do you do you start with the end of the game where the drama is, or do you go back to the starters and talk about the guys that we're going to be seeing? You know, in a couple of weeks, and they take on the Patriots right back here at Hard Rock Stadium. Juice, I do want to get your take on Tua's performance tonight and that first-team offense, but first, let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can ID themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network.
2: WQAM Miami. wpowhd 2 Miami. WKIS. WKIS HD1 and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton. Home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. <laughs>
3: So, yeah, it wasn't a, a long workload for Tua Tagovailoa, but he does wind up 6 for 8 on the day, 58 passing yards, a 94.8 passer rating. And Juice, I think the one play I want to go back to you on was something that me and Seth kind of debated about in the first quarter uh, watching that game live was the throw to Mike Gasicki. It was a 3rd-9 and nine play, I think it was, and we saw some screenshots on Twitter where it, there wasn't anywhere to really go with the football except for that spot. But we talked to you about it because – that's a tough location for a football for any receiver to make a catch on, especially, you know, Mike Kosicki in that in that hole shot there. But what do you think about that throw and just the overall performance so far of Tua here in the preseason?
4: Yeah, it's a great throw, but I think it's a bad decision in my mm. opinion. You know I mean? There's no way uh, – he's got two guys right there and one ready to knock his head off. Um, so in, in a preseason game or in, a, in any game, until it gets late in the game, you don't fit anything in there that's going to get your guy killed. So going through his progression – fact that he came to that at the end i know it's third down and you got to take a shot at sometimes but you don't take shots like that in, in you know in the regular season definitely in the preseason definitely not in the first quarter
5: so where should he have gone with it juice because you know again as travis throw it, said throw it away
4: and punt it away just throw it away run it's the first quarter throw it away punt it away and and don't kill your receiver you know what i mean that, that's bottom yeah, line. yeah
5: because if he goes for that ball there's, yeah. there's a big hit and then, then, then,
4: then he's the one that's gonna be labeled for not going for that ball why you don't you, you don't do that I I always go back, we talk about this every single week, every time I'm talking, is about when Danny Danny did that to me in the first quarter, probably in the same coming the same way against the Detroit Lions and I got I got my head knocked off, stitches in my chin, you know I mean bleeding and Danny was like, Juice, I never do that. I never then his after that he's like, Now if we were in the fourth quarter, I'd be trying to fit it in, so we gotta do whatever we have to do if we're trying to go down and win a game. You know, but in that situation, Throw it away. See, we we here's the thing about it. we talk about two in his decision making. I don't, you know, I, I like the fact that he can try to fit one in, but is that a good decision right there? Probably not. What if we lose Mike for the year? Right. What if that guy comes in low because he can't go high, and takes Mike out and he's out? Well, we didn't season.
5: lose him because he got a whole lot of reps tonight.
4: <laughs> that's, a whole, that, that's another segment, but I understand <laughs> your point. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying though, you cannot put your receivers in harm's way, man. Yeah. You know, what I mean, and that's one decision. And we're talking about Tua's decision-making that puts his receiver in harm's way. Everybody's going to be like, oh, Mike should have went for it. Oh, alligator, whatever they want to call it. That's a, that's a business decision as well. You can't just sit there in the preseason and throw a guy in the harm's way. Now, a young guy, they'd go for that. They have to, right? A veteran guy that's playing on the franchise tag, I, I, I'm not going for that. Especially when you sit there and, you know, I don't know how he feels about whether he's being, you know, how he's being treated in terms of his playing time. At the same time, though, if I'm Mike Gesicki, I'm not going for that ball either. And I went for every damn ball.
3: It's interesting you talk about the decision-making because something that Mike McDaniel mentioned at halftime was that he was excited about the fact that when – the first and second reads weren't there. He got to the next option in the progression. I thought that he looked really smooth in that part of the operation, Juice. I do defer to your expertise on that particular throw, that anecdote so about Wait a minute,
4: so what what'd you think? No, <laughs> no, I mean, I, that's,
3: that's why me and Seth thought we were like, we want to ask Juice because, you know, the layman sees a, a well-located pass, the ball's out on time and on rhythm. And, and, again, there was nothing else there. So that the idea to throw it away, I get your point about early in the game, the preseason contest. But I, I came away overall impressed from Tua's decision-making because of those you know, we talk about this all the time, Juice. That, that throw to Chase Edmonds in the flat, like he he could have sat there and kind of surveyed and looked for more downfield options, but he didn't do that. He got it out right now, right quick, get it to him, and what had happened, Chase was able to make a move and mm-hmm. get a first down. That was the second of two quick decisions where I thought he got through his progression and got to that check down quickly, and that was something last year I thought was a shortcoming where he was late to get to that check down, and then all of a sudden the check down gets covered up, You wind up taking a sack. So that was encouraging to me to see that late. Well, the
5: thought. other point that you brought up, Travis, is that if you're out there and, you, and, and running those routes that were, you know, that were smothered, it's Tyreek Hill, it's sure. Jalen Waddle, yeah. And, that you know, maybe at that point maybe you can't bracket Gasicki like that yeah. or option one or two might be open. And, and so it doesn't even come to that.
4: Yeah, that's a, that's a great point too. And it's going to be – I do, I do, and I, I wrote a lot of notes while I was watching the game. And one of the things I did point out to myself was his decision-making. But one of the things that we also have to take a, uh, notes of is that he was able to go through a progression. He was able to get yes, to his second and point. third good read. Points. So, that means they did a good job up front. I know we struggled a little bit at times. And I think, you know, Coleman had a couple issues, I think it was, at left tackle. Mm-hmm. But we know who gonna, who's going to be there when it, you know, when it gets for real. You know, so there were a couple times where I thought that the fact that he was able to go through read one, read two, read three, drop it off, or read one and get to read two, that was impressive. Now – We'll talk, I'm sure, more about the inability to run the football, but at least we did have some better pass pro than we've had in a long time.
3: It's good to have you back, Juice. This this conversation's flow pretty easy with you in the booth here. Yeah, because we were struggling when it was just me is what he's saying. I was listening to you
5: guys.
4: I
3: heard it. It was good. (laughs) I was on the way to the hospital. That's what I just heard. What I I heard was like, Juice,
5: just just me and Seth here, it was a disaster. Okay. So, you know, I'm just connecting the dots, but it's okay. Tua, it's great to have you back here, QB1. It's great to have you back here because, boy, whoa. whoa. I'm just saying, we're already to the end of an
3: eight-minute segment. It feels like about three minutes. We're already through the first eight minutes. We have a lot more to go to, including (laughs) plenty more Tua talk here on the show. We're not going to get past that in the first segment. We also got to talk about Skylar Thompson. He balled out again, guys. We're with you for two more hours here. The Dolphins post-game show is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. You've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen to get behind the wheel of a new Volkswagen SUV in Fort Lauderdale, Coconut Creek and Delray Beach. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. The final score here from Hard Rock Stadium, Raiders 17, Dolphins 15. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee and twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world class shows at Hard Rock Live, award winning dining at Supresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. Juice when we went to the break there I was asking you about the video before the game that Kind of kind of took us aback a little bit in the press box, Seth. Tua was out here today at 2.30 in the afternoon. And I don't know if you and you guys listening to the show are all here in South Florida, but it was not nice today. It was very hot out there today. Yeah. He's out there at 2.30 before 7 o'clock kickoff juice. I don't know if he's going through his script of plays. I imagine that's what he was doing. But he was on the field all by himself, nobody in, this, in the building here, getting some pregame work. I just wanted to get your take on that.
4: I just wonder to know how he got in the building that early, man. <laughs> That's a, that's getting here way early, man. We knew, I knew some guys that used to leave the, the team meal and head straight to the stadium, man. Uh, but, yo, man, I, I love it. I really do love it, man. I love that, you know, the mental reps you get are sometimes better than the physical reps you get. And so if you can visualize some things like he was doing and watching the, as I watched that video, you know, he, he, going through those progressives is nice, man. And you see it on the field. You can do it all you want your hotel, laying around, you know what I mean, uh, you know, Looking at a playbook or whatever you have, when you come out in the field, you take the steps that you have to make and you visualize your one, two, three take off um, you know reads I, I like that man because visualization is a part of every major sports athlete it's it 's become sports science it's become sports psychology, whatever it is visual visualization is really really important. You visualize things happening. You can, you can make him come to fruition. And I, I love the fact that that's something we haven't seen from him mm-hmm. and that could be a, a pregame ritual for him. Most guys that I play with, we had to be here two hours before kickoff, 5 o'clock, you know, 7 o'clock kickoff, you had to be here at 5 o'clock. For him to be here at 2.30 – you know what I mean? And then I guarantee once he did that, he think probably he went, went home there. and
5: then came back, or you think he just kind of – Yeah,
4: he probably – you know, Zach used to <laughs> come out there and run around and go take a shower yeah, and all yeah. kinds of these. these guys all had these different rituals to get themselves ready. So I'm sure he went there and sat around and, and looked at more, uh, you know, plays and, and script and things like that. So I love that part of it because that's the most important part, especially for QB1, to be able to be there mentally and to go through it like that. I mean, that, that that. That's special right there. And I didn't see that until just now on how he was out here. So his whole attitude has changed in terms of his position. And I think that a lot of people had, there was a little knock on whether he was, you know, serious enough or working hard enough or mentally working on. He's serious about his position. You know what I mean? And that, that says it a lot right there, what he did, you know, uh, you know, four and a half hours before the game.
3: Yeah. I was thinking of yeah. the throes of last year, you know, the whole golf topic and right. Out, all that playing nine holes, yeah. whatever it was to so, have him come out here doing that, like put that and stuff he's to young, rest.
4: So man, these guys are young at that point, man. Look, I'm, I, let's keep it 100. I went to South Beach, you know, when I was no, 22. No, not you. You know what I mean? I was on South Beach. I went a quarterback. His hands are up, up right now. He's you know? talking about it. He's spread
3: himself out wide so talking
4: I, about I, it. I do appreciate a guy that, you know, that at his young age realized the importance of his position and how... He's a, like Seth is, he's the straw to stirs a drink.
5: You know I mean? <laughs> he was chomping at the bit to play, though. You yeah, heard he that in his presser this week. You know, he, he talked about how he hoped he had played. He was ready to play last week and, and just really wanted to be able to get out there and do it without having the coaches standing next to him and the whole thing. So, I, I mean, it was clear that he knew he'd be up. And he he wanted to be ready. And I think he was. I I know we kind of analyzed. I don't want to say overanalyzed, but we really dissected that throw to Mike Kosicki. (laughs) And when there was only eight, you know, you only eight dropbacks, you kind of got to go and, and find something to dig into. But I, I I really do think he looked sharp. He looked ready. And, you know, I can't wait to see him get some more snaps. But I don't think we're going to see that I until the so – yeah. Joint,
3: joint practice next week against the Eagles. Hey, if yeah. if ESPN can get two hours out of a bucket hat throw in the summertime on social media, <laughs> we can certainly <laughs> uh, dissect eight passes in a preseason game here. And I, I really hope – we're going to get audio here from, from Coach McDaniel on the next side of the break here I maybe two a tongue by low as well. I really, really hope somebody asks him about that because I'm curious, Juice, if he's going to do that same routine yeah. in the regular season Different. When you're only going to play, you know eight, you know throw the ball eight times, play 15 snaps, whatever it was. But I'm just curious to see if that's going to be part of a new pregame routine for him or not. Because again, the comp coming out of college for him was always left-handed Drew Brees. We heard that so many times, and you right. told me first name you heard that came up when I told you that right. Drew Brees did that too, right? So yeah. pretty interesting stuff there. Seth, we don't get to do game balls today because we didn't win the game, final score 15-13, but we still have to get to our key player of the game, sponsored by Ed Morse. When you buy from Morse, you're backed by Morse with the price protection promise from Ed Morse Sawgrass Auto Mall. And our player of the game is Eric Ezukama. He had a bunch of catches today, including one big one for 24 yards. Back to throw, Skyler Thompson. Deep down, field caught, perfect throw.
5: That's a perk to Ezukama what a throw So they pick up the
4: first down how did he drop this in there how did he drop it he had to throw
5: it over the top a 23 yard pickup wow so i might change my mind about it making the team the that pif- the that 53. is a big
4: time strong throw right there to drop that in over the top of a defender before another guy could get there
3: no big seth he talked about Joe was loving the throw there, but the catch to me coming back to the football and then going up over a guy 50-50 ball and making that catch, and then he stays on his feet after it. Man, he looks good out there.
5: Yeah, he really does. Uh, big and physical and and uh, certainly is a threat. I mean, that's the big thing. And you're right. Man, I thought we were going to go down there and kick that field goal and I win know. that game. And, and, and you know, look, I'm an old poker player. First to the pot, takes it down. You know Juice is looking for any wide receiver to <laughs> get a game ball to. So I jumped in there in the group chat quickly. And now I did it before that catch, so I just want to put that out there. But he, he to me just really, as you would say, jumped off the tape. I mean, Erica Azkama looked like it looked like a first round draft choice, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, the way he was playing out there, juice. So I, I was a big target, and as you said, doesn't go down easy. He's not catching the ball and falling down or. Uh, You know, it's going to take a couple guys to get him down there. And I think that when he – I want to see him play with Tua. Right. You know, I'm looking forward to the point where those two guys are lining up and they're in the same huddle. And and I think, you know, there might be a chance. As Jimmy just said, he might – you know, I changed – he changed his mind. (laughs) He might make this team. I think there's a chance he might be in the huddle with Tua someone as well.
4: (laughs) I really hope and I do believe Jimmy was joking right there, right? Um, But you can tell the relationship that Skyler has with with, with Eric. You know what I mean? Those two – Working whatever groups they're working with twos just or threes or ones. Just on 1st basis <laughs> with everybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm, man, I'm their elder. You know what <laughs> I mean? I played on the field. Well, not that. Well, yeah, dude. did. You know, so it, it makes sense that they have that type of connection. Sure. And you, you see it, man. It really looks good. And, and the comfortability, you know. Well, for me, I always had – think about it. When I was, like, fighting to get into the starting lineup, when Marino went down, Bernie Kosar became the quarterback at one point. And who did Bernie throw the ball to all the time? The Cleveland guy. The Cleveland guy. <laughs> because we were working twos all the time, you know what I mean? He, had that, he knew me, you know. Plus, he always, you know, getting that huddle juice, which juice. I mean, do you need for your incentives? Yeah, but that's a different story, you know. But I do love what – I don't uh, think we're there yet. Take care yeah, of guys yeah, I, I love you. what Eric Ezekama is doing, man. And I love that, you know, he's out there showing – I thought Sanders had a good game too. Yeah, you, did. you know, I thought that, you Definitely know, the, yeah, the receivers did. A, I thought they did a heck of a job of getting over. So it's good to have, you know, our one, twos, and threes. I, w- I saw Seth set out there a little bit. I wish they had got more opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, Cedric Wilson. I think uh,
5: he's probably <laughs> going to be happy to not have too many opportunities. Yeah, but week. you know
4: what, though, man? I mean, when you got, when you, got you know, uh, Tyreek not playing much and Waddle not playing at all. You're the third guy. Like I saw – like I was watching some other games today and I saw some of their number one guys getting some opportunities. You give me one or two catches, I'm happy going over and put a hat on, you know. But I need to – if I'm in the game and I'm dressed out, a give me a couple – Yeah, give me a little burn. Give me a couple opportunities and then I'm I'm cool with it. Um, so, I, I wish he'd have got some. We haven't really seen much from him in games, obviously. So, uh, I, I just like – I love what Eric's doing. Eric, As a comma. <laughs> Uh, I so sure. love what Sanders is doing. I think that uh Skyler's doing a great job. I thought, you know, we'll talk some more, even Teddy did a, a decent job today as well, man. Bottom line is this, boys, we got some receivers, we got some quarterbacks that can throw the rock a little bit. Can we run the football? Yep. We'll get to that part of it, man. That's the that's the that's the problem right
3: now. That that was something that Seth and I were talking about in the press box was they kept running that boot action off of the run game and then they would just kinda crash that edge and it wasn't there wasn't for the quarterback was to get it. space. Said you got to run the football for that to happen. So hopefully that can be the next part of the game yeah, that comes man, in into bad, play here. Bad, you know, it's bad. it's funny you mentioned some of the other teams. Like I saw Stephon Diggs today had a couple of catches in that I was gonna game. I say, I hate talking about uh, Buffalo. I, I figured you were you talking know, about I'm it, not but it pulled back you on any it. other team, man. But like, they played. You know. They pulled the okey doke on us here with Tyreek Hill. He comes out. He's working out. He's working up a lather, and he's he's in the lineup. He's not on that that sheet we yep. got of players not expected to play. They right. don't do inactives. And then he comes out, and he's in his he's in gym shorts and a no shoulder pads. It's like all right, I guess we'll wait until week one to see Tyree Hill out here, but. Ezio Kama ends up with 6 for 114. That's not a preseason stat line. That is <laughs> that is a really good stat line for the yeah. regular season. There, Not to mention a game where you're not playing the whole freaking game. You mentioned Braylon Sanders, 3 for 40. Man, he had a chance to catch a touchdown that would have been, I don't know, 4 for 55 and a yeah. touchdown really close to get his hands on that one, but the DB broke it up. So Dolphins receivers making some plays. Gotta shout out River Craycraft. Two, two catches for 32 yards. I was gonna say
4: Cucu. that about your boy, man. I, I like plays, him, yeah. man. I I actually put a note in my thing. That that seven route, that deep seven route, I think it's for 20 yards. Yeah, the quarter. Remind me a lot, a lot of West Walker. Oh the you, route you was so. the route and the catch look a lot like a, a young <laughs> West Walker, man, making that play, man. I, I was like, I I put it in my notes. I'm like, man, this guy, I like it. And then I the one he caught over the middle, got north and south. You know what I mean? Craycraft had a night. He had a solid game. Real Look how fired
5: game. up Travis is right now. You should have seen him in the press box every time he's catching the ball. He's screaming, go Cougs. What was that thing you were doing with your hands? Uh, was that, that the, what you guys doing? Just the first down you? growl? The, the, that I'm not going to do? do on the air right now, but oh, it's, it's basically don't.
3: what Penn State probably does with their, their first down. The, 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 we got a lot of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> a, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. We are way off the rails of the player of the here game here. That was your key player of the game, Eric azukama. We yes, talked about several guys there, but it was easy. Six for 114. Sponsored by Ed Morse. All the latest GM models are right here at the Ed Morse Sawgrass Auto Mall, and they're all backed by Morse. Guys, I, we're going to go to break here in a couple minutes, but I want to pick it back up because we have a couple minutes before we do go to that break. You mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. Let's go ahead and go back to Teddy here because I want to get to Skylar Thompson for his own segment. But Teddy in the game finishes, let's see, 10 for 20, 119 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He took the one sack juice. What would you make of that play there with the safety Did not throw that football away?
4: Yeah, um, well, I mean, he did throw it away and up yeah. being the safety part of it. I, I thought it was just a bad, for one, I didn't like to play call. I, I really didn't like to play call. Um, but I, I'm not going to question Mike McDaniel and his mind and his mindset. Um, you know, run a boot right there. Um, Teddy avoid the first guy. Then he runs into trouble with the second guy. When you're out of pocket right there, you've got to be that savvy guy at that point to let it rip into the cheerleading section, you know, and he didn't do that. Instead, you know, he's, and Teddy, let's be let's keep it one hundred. I love him to death, but he's never been that elusive as a quarterback as it is. So some quarterbacks might feel they can get out of that situation. But I think that was a, a linebacker D B that made the play, which is gonna make it even tougher for a quarterback. Um Teddy being a veteran should have made a better decision after the first traffic he ran into.
5: And they were the on single, him quick. They were on him quick. They were on him. And like I know right and now. I
4: know you asked you said Mike, I didn't see the, the whole play. Oof. But I guess Mike had a rough situation Oof. there. Um, that made the immediate pressure on him. Um, but at the same time, though, uh, you know, turn your back to guys. I mean, he's, you know, turn going to his right or to his left and coming back to his right. That's a tough play call when, you, when you're when backed up like that. But Teddy should be smart enough to let that rip after the first traffic he had.
3: Yeah, they, they got some explosives today. I mean, Dolphins quarterbacks, 25 for 38, 303 passing yards. Teddy had the deep one to Braylon Sanders, I thought was really nice. And he had one later in the game, too, where he kind that of peeled really off and nice, ripped yeah. a, a yeah. nice touch throw yeah. to that seven route like you're talking about yeah. as well. So some good stuff there across the board for Dolphins QBs. We're going to come back. Plenty to talk about here. Mike McDaniel press conference. I, you talked about Mike Asicki. I think we really want to dive into that. Some of the cornerback depth and the injuries there, the tackle play uh, with Teron Armstead out. Plenty to talk about here on the Dolphins postgame show, which is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Also sponsored by Andajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium. The Dolphins dropped this one 15-13 to the Raiders. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network brought to you by the Palm Beaches.
2: This is the official Miami Dolphins Radio Network where Dolphins fans live.
0: The home of every Miami Dolphins game, AM560 Sports, WQAM.
3: Make more good in the all-new Sportage X-Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive and available 360-degree surround view monitor. No mission is too small to take on. And, guys, we left off the last part of this show talking about the quarterbacks and the receivers. I want to go to a player at the tight end position here who – we talked about it last week. Big Seth. He had some interesting usage. Did he come back out in the third quarter and suit back up? Was it just the second late into the second quarter? He from played Mike the entire
5: second quarter. I I don't know if he played in the third quarter, but he he played deep. And you're talking about again going back to last week. He was I think the only skilled position offensive player that was that was even up, let alone you know the amount of playing time that he had, and uh, one of the few starters at all. And then significant significant playing time this week.
3: And probably not the game that Mike wanted to have. No. And it's, you know, it, when they were 11 personnel, too, Juice, it was Durham Smythe out there, not Mike Kosicki. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't the game Mike wanted to have. And you know what? The bottom line is this. As professionals, when you're out there and your number's called, you got I mean, to go out there and perform. You know, I mean, a few situations. We talked about the safety situation where Mike might have gotten beat right away. Talk about um, the one pass over the middle you know, where Mike didn't go for it, which I, we talked about that already. But then you also talk about the one that he had in the middle and, he, and you know, and he got and a he, good pop he, on him. Pop, good
5: pop. Good pop. <laughs> but, nice you know, hit. but
4: the pops are coming. <laughs> yep. Pops are coming, man. That's part of the game, right? So, I just hope that, you know, that, you know, you're they're, they're trying to see what Mike can do and giving all these opportunities and a new offense. Um, but also, it's just a, a test of will. It really is a test. And I think that Mike's got to, you know, he's got to shine in these situations. You Talk about the fact that he's gotten more—he's got as many quarters as Skyler Thompson's gotten,
5: almost. Well, almost, you yeah. know what I
4: mean? So that's you know that's getting the rookie treatment on the franchise tag. So I mean, when you get these opportunities, man, don't what do you think with, that is? I just don't know. I can't put my—I can't put my finger on it. I honestly cannot put my finger on it. Um, I mean, look, he's guaranteed his money for this year. Yeah. So why not protect him somehow, other than put him out there, which, in my opinion, in harm's way. Whenever you're going against. You know, with the twos and threes, as a starter, as a franchise guy, I've never seen this happen before. You know, we talk about the Ronnie Brown kickoff return stuff before and things like that, but I've just never heard it. But
5: so that's another example, though. And and what's interesting to me is I wonder if they say, you know, and again – I can't be in their heads, but it's like, hey, here's a a supremely talented guy that could potentially be a huge weapon for us, but we feel like we need to get more out of him. We need to get, you know, do you think it's that? And going back to that Ronnie Brown example, and, you know, we heard Coach McDaniel talk about the tight ends as a whole having to almost be reprogrammed, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. And so I wonder if, you know, you take that, but then you kind of magnify it with a guy that is your franchise player that does have all of these incredible skills but yet there's other things that they need him to do really well, and are they trying to push him to his limits? But well,
4: didn't we just talk about last week that the most important work last week was the two games, the two practices against Tampa and not the game itself. You know what I mean? And he still got all that work in there, you know, in the game. But there's
5: no yeah. absolutes, right? Coach McDaniel says that all the time. I there's that. no absolutes. Well, yeah. that this is a unique situation. Yeah.
4: yeah, for one guy? All right, okay. There's got to be some other guy. who Maybe we're not paying attention. Other guys are having the same situation that sure. they're doing, you know. This week, you know. I mean, he gets more run again. So next week they're going to be against Philly for two days in practice. Nobody's going to play in the third preseason game, but is <laughs> we'll Mike going to play? I don't know. You know what I mean? Be so interesting we'll to we'll see, see how it's being treated, man. So I don't, I don't know. I, I you know, and you know, i look. Listen, let me let me let everybody know. Obviously, I'm a Penn State guy. Yeah, there's a little sensitivity here. Well, of course, there is. Of course, there is, man. And you know, and I know. You know, I don't know how Mike is feeling about the whole situation, but hey, no matter what, man, your number's called out there. You're dressed out, you got your full pads on, go out there and, and play. And
5: I think he's right. shown that, right? He's yeah. a pro's pro, and I think he's shown that. And he was, you know, I he certainly didn't seem like he was loafing. He was, you know, well, I, I, I don't. I'm not questioning his effort at all. It looked like there was great effort there, but the results were not what we expect or have seen in the past from Mike Kosicki. And I want to ask you again, you know, that I said, Hey, you got popped there. And you're like, yeah, a little pop, a little pop in a vacuum. So I know there were some other things that didn't go well for him, but in a vacuum on a play like that, as a receiver, you've been in that same situation, you know, to me, just looking at it, it looks like, Hey, I got a catch. I turn around the ball. You know, I I mean, there's what, what should he do to protect or prevent that from happening because I mean, that seems like that's a tough play to make.
4: It, it really is a tough play to make. And I'm going to tell you what, only one that can see that happen is the quarterback. So, sometimes you got to worry about it. It always falls you know, back on the quarterback <laughs> when we ask shoes, <laughs> <have the laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. I mean,
7: sometimes t- sometime t-
4: sometime t- the throws should be made, but over the middle you always got to. You might need
5: to have to go visit these QBs and sit in the room. Always got to
4: worry about getting popped over the middle, man. So, anytime the ball's over the middle, you've got to you know, catch and get, get, get a little. We call it getting little, you know what I mean? And, and minimize the damage when somebody's going to hit you. Is up. there
5: an expectation as a receiver, like, there's no way there's somebody behind me? He wouldn't put me in that position. Like, are you, is that going through your head in any way?
4: I would, that's how I feel.
5: But see, the so thing you, about So you feel like you're able to turn and go because why would he throw it to me? Especially if I,
4: where he throws it. If you throw right. it, if you throw it here. You're making the assumption that, that you, there's somebody I got okay. catch it and keep running right. with it, you know? Just trying to understand. O- otherwise – I didn't have to deal with that. Otherwise, you put street. it on me right here, and it stops me from getting my head knocked off. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the bottom line, man. And as a receiver, though, too, you know, when you go out there, you always have to worry about two sets of eyes, the guys that are guard- that's guarding you and the guys that's help. You got to always know where the help is, you know? And you always know where the help is. Mike got it inside and then moved inside. So, it means he's got – the guy's got inside help. So you gotta realize, you gotta think that if the DB does guard me, lets me re- release inside, that means he's got help inside. You know, so if he lets me release outside, he's got help outside. So you gotta be—it it all is part of the game. Where you gotta realize, you know, if you got an easy release inside, there's gotta be somebody there to, to, to take that away from you. Right. Even though, I mean, let's be honest, our DBs let like guys inside, and there was nobody there to help it. We had a lot of guys running free on the other side. No, so no. But that's what you should be thinking as a receiver, though.
3: It's interesting we saw that because Miles Gaskin lost a fumble on something similar. And it kind of reminds me, you know, last year, Juice, we complained a lot about the, the routes coming back to the quarterback or they're stationary, and you couldn't really get Jalen waddle's speed right. stretched out as a result of that. Well, now this offense has guys on the move, catching balls on the run, and they ran into two near fumbles. One was a fumble Yeah, today let me talk about coverage. that
4: play in general. So I don't know what the coverage was there. Now, if it was a which man- one are we talking about? The Gaskin Miles Gaskin's Gaskin play. Okay. The Miles play, because you look at that play right there. It's an individual route. You know, it's a you know, basically an option route by the mm-hmm. by the running back. Now he's running it out like it's man to man. So he was getting covered like man. So the guys on the outside have to do a job there. If whatever the job is, if you got to run that guy off, you know what I mean? Uh, in man to man situation, to give Miles that that alley out there, then that's the case. So I had to see when you look at all twenty two. Mm-hmm i love to see what the outside receiver did because his job, honestly, is to clear that out, get that guy out of there unless they're playing zone. But it didn't look like zone because the way the, the linebacker was hawking on Miles looked like Miles breaded his man, and that's how the guy came off and, and knocked the ball that's, out
3: on That's him. what I wanted to hear because it's, it's very interesting. You know, you, you think about the way that you, you see vanilla looks and, and preseason and yeah, twice that happened where they ran right into guys. But if that's if that's the case, that's something McDaniel talks about all the time. Like be a teammate and, and run your guy you have off, to and, your job. And do that decoy route yep. even though it's not fun, not sexy, and just kind of drains. It you a could little be bit. maybe you get open, maybe <laughs> you could be, maybe you yeah. fit
4: one in yeah. there, you know. But if you run hard all the time and definitely have to get outside, you have to outside release. You have to turn that DB's back to your back that's coming out there. If you go inside and then the, the DB can see through you to the back, that's how you light them up like that, man. So. I just want, I'd like to see that on film again and see what happened there.
3: Juice, after not being here week one, we're giving you a Mike Gasicki-level workload here for, through the first three segments. You're carrying yeah, us, it's man. It's great to have you back, Juice, because i got to tell it. you, it was a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> My last point I want to make there was it's just interesting, the tight end position, going back to the Gasicki thing, because you know Coach talked about this a little bit, Juice, with, with the tight end position in this offense, kind of having to relearn the way they play things. And the example he gave that I thought was really interesting is when you – they, they want to fire off the ball and play fast and go Coward. get it. They want to be aggressive and go get it. Coach's answer was awesome. I love that. That's, that's a drive time shout-out right there. But he, he mentioned, like, when you have a nine technique, you know, that, that wide alignment defensive end that's way out there, way outside your outside shoulder, that you maybe are originally trained to be a little more apprehensive to let him get into you because, you know, that that guy's dangerous. He threatens a lot of your edge in terms of the run game. He can pass rush from that position too. So it's, it's a very interesting discussion because the, the players have talked about it. Coach McDaniel has talked about it, and the tight end, the, the production in the passing game, at least through practice, and the preseason games, it just hasn't really been there so far. So it's something to keep an eye on, I think. Yeah, for sure. But we're going to go ahead and take our, our, our break here and come back here and get to Coach McDaniel's postgame presser here on the other side. Dolphins postgame is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. You've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen to get behind the wheel of a new Volkswagen SUV in Fort Lauderdale, Coconut Creek, and Delray Beach. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Also sponsored by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Again, the final score here from Hard Rock Stadium, Raiders 15, Dolphins 13. You're listening to the 5th Quarter Post Game Show presented by the Palm Beaches.
2: Miami Dolphins football is on the air on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network
3: the home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560 Sports WQAM. Unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage. So next time you fill up, choose Chevron with Techron. Find a station near you on the Chevron app. We have Coach Mike McDaniel at the podium after his second preseason game here at the Miami Dolphins. Let's go to Coach Mike McDaniel.
7: Such a, such a good camp. Um, just in his development and ownership of the offense. And, you know, I didn't, I was very hopeful that um, he, um, he, his ownership of the offense, his command of the play. We get
6: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
7: Bears was real good. He distributed the ball well. There's a couple times that he got to three in his progression. Um, you know, and he, he adjusted with the, with the defense. They kind of they came out and... Um, you know, weren't matching personnel, and that wasn't something that in the preseason you necessarily expect nor prepare for. Didn't bother him in the slightest. Um, so I was happy with his performance. Um, and uh, I, it, it was something to build upon um, moving forward uh, that the team really was pumped to see. Now while uh, Tua did play some of the key offensive at all in the finale and it is just the level of concern with not having all those guys and kind of the preseason thing? No it's, a, it's the same thing that it's the imperfect um, situation that that is the preseason for the game of football you're trying to balance getting guys prepared and not putting them at risk um, in an exhibition so the with with each with each player it's kind of case by case um, you know, I, I hadn't planned on, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know what I was going to do with, with, with Tua, and I hadn't planned on making a decision until the the last second. He kind of helped me with that. Um, but each – you have to be – you have to assess each and every player for where they're at in the offense within and, – and really in the defense. You really have to just assess everyone where they're at and how much they need that preseason so they can feel um, – a hundred percent, full go against the Patriots, and I and I think I'll continue uh, to do that through the Philly week and for the Philly game.
0: Mike,
4: what are you seeing from Skyler now compared to when he first got here uh,
7: during the camp? Man, he he just he just gets better every day. You know, that's a uh, I think he like this this game. He uh, the operation was better. Um, there was one time that he kind of lost the play clock a little bit, and we had to burn time out. Um, but but more than anything, he really had command over everything. And he's he's starting to make plays that you know when, when one or two aren't there, feeling the concept. And you know, like that touchdown they threw um, to Z White uh, in the uh, on the left hand side. That's something that. Skyler doesn't make, you know, at the beginning of preseason. So I've seen continued improvement, but he, he's very diligent about the process. Um, he's got the makeup of what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. So I think all the, all of his teammates can feel that too. It
5: was a cool video that they showed on CBS where two was. I don't know if you know this. He was out on the field by himself at 2:30 in the afternoon, um, kind of visualizing things he had a play sheet he was going through. What he was going to do before the snap, during the snap, that the what what, what what do you think that says about where he is relative to his, um, you know, knowledge of the offense and his desire to take full command?
7: Man, it, that that says everything. That that's why that's why his teammates are confident in him. That's why I'm confident in him. And that's why his coaching staff is because that is something that, you know, he he has done on his own with with like a li- with guidance from you know his quarterback coach coach Bevel but he's y- you can feel that every day that he is you know, coach Bevel has explained to him all sorts of stories of the players he's worked with um, coming in here this this year that wasn't something that I'd heard to a that, that wasn't really his MO um j- just to go ahead and you know go outside the framework of Whatever the schedule is, and and really invest all in on on your craft. He is doing that every single day, um, and it, and it really shows in his play. Um, that that is not that doesn't surprise me. Um, I I hadn't heard that, but he's really been doing that every single day um, at the beginning of the day before he gets the script, and th- that's why he's owning the offense and and leading us well. So that we'll be in a good position to to be um, what what his teammates really need him to be week one. Mike, what do
5: you make of the four yards
1: rushing attack?
7: If anything? Um that's not very much. And uh, yeah, the you know it's it's a fine line. I'm not overreacting to it in terms I'm not really uh, one that is just black and white. All right, so you have a bunch of yards and you can run the ball and you don't have any and you can't. You know, there's um, really rushing yards. If, if you have one explosive, it can, be, it can be super misleading. What I do know is that um, the last two opponents, this one a little bit more so than the other one, uh, our players were caught off guard with something they hadn't seen on tape really. Um, and in the NFL, you have to be able to do that. So I'm I'm happy that the there's no false sense of um, comfort level. Really, it, it does uh, raise the urgency for the offensive line, tight ends, and receivers blocking. Um, but at the same time, I'm not panicked because uh, you know I'd really I would be more panicked if they were the they were entering into something that we had totally prepared them for. And we still weren't able to displace people on the line of scrimmage and and do things of that nature. So it it it's cause for your attention, but at the same time, it's not, there's no panic button. It's really okay. Can we learn from this? Now the same thing happens next week, um, that will be more concerning for me. But um, I, I think the guys the guys have a lot of pride, and we and we emphasize the run game a lot. So um, we. You know, we obviously want more production than that, and that's what we expect from ourselves moving forward.
4: Like injury-wise, what happened the first step with with Nick, Keon, and I think you, McKenzie, left for the
6: the medical tent at some point?
7: Yeah, there were some some dings. Uh, We had some hand injuries. We had – there's nothing um, fatal, um, but in terms of uh, uh, long-term issues. uh, So – you know, there was one occasion we had we had someone go back into the game. We had someone leave and stay out. Um, you know, I'll, I'll have more information tomorrow um, with all that. But they're they're in constant communication. There's nothing that we're overly concerned for in the long haul, which which is a good thing for the Miami Dolphins. no he um he was in a position to have a pretty pretty good game you know for for uh and and you know you, you can ask him uh like he he was frustrated because he had a couple options you know we we rely on him and we went to him and he had a couple pretty good ops that he wasn't able to come up with the play so that that was you know he needs to continue to do what he's doing, which is um completely committing. In the run and pass game um, to the offense, and he, you know, he's a couple plays on the ball away from you know having a really good game that he feels really good about. He knows that I know that. Um, it's one of the reasons why he was uh, he he stayed in the game was because he was frustrated and as a compar- competitor. He he knew he could make the plays that he didn't. So um, there, it's nothing. Uh, he he was. It's nothing out of the ordinary, or nothing far from exactly what he's been doing. He just needs to continue to be diligent and not get frustrated um, when the ball doesn't bounce his way, or, or you know, they they get paid to they hit him. He he doesn't make a play on the ball. Um, I we all appreciate the, the fact that he's a competitor and he doesn't he's not satisfied with touching the ball and not coming down with it. Um, but as long as he uh, approaches it, you know, like a, like a uh the player that he is where he he's very accountable. Um he we'll will be fine, he'll be fine, and um, we'll all be better for it. This kind of question how would you evaluate the objects of line performance? What did you like or not like about it? Um I I thought that it, it was pretty solid um in in terms of they they went out and they were trying to attack the defense as best they could. Again, there's just some stuff that really we didn't adjust to as well as I, I would have liked. At the same time, um, it's not all on 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 them. Really, there are some things that that I did expect them to get. Some things that I that I was I'm not surprised that they didn't get. Um, I, I'm not terribly concerned. You know, I, the game was kind of taken out of their hands a little bit at the beginning, um, with some of the stuff they're doing. We, we kind of had to transfer and do some dropback stuff, and I thought they protected the quarterback um, well enough, where it was never uh, a situation where they had to get rid of the ball too early. Um, the the tight ends got beat on a horrendous play call um, with Teddy in, but outside of that, I think it was a pretty safe. Uh, well protected um, game from them. Uh, you know, we just need to go go look at the tape and understand. Okay, well, when when teams are pressuring us in the run game and their feet are like this, we need to adjust like this. And that that's why it's just a it's a process really for all the run game stuff and protection. I was I was pretty happy with. So um, we'll just keep working next week and uh, and see how we how good we can get for game one. Thank you.
3: That was head coach Mike McDaniel in the post-game press conference here after the Dolphins' 15-13 loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to come back here on the other side and break that down, what coach talked about in that post-game presser. Dolphins' post-game is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Also sponsored by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Again, the final score from Miami. Raiders 15, Dolphins 13. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches.
2: You're listening to Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network.
3: The home of every Miami Dolphins game, AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Our Miami Dolphins want to help you lock in a low mortgage rate. That's why Amerisave is our official mortgage lender. Whether you want to refinance, get cash out, or purchase a new home, visit Amerisave.com and lock in your low mortgage rate today. Almost blew that at the end there. Guys, we're going to talk about Coach McDaniel's press conference here. My takeaway from the presser was that the coach confirmed something we all said in those first few segments, the play called there, the tight end position, the quarterback, and getting to those reads. Must mean we're in midseason form here, and now it means it's time to go to Big Seth, our head coach press conference consigliere. How you feel that title?
5: I feel like I just got Papa Docked here, so I'm going to go to a different <laughs> note. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's always great to listen to Coach McDaniel. Um, I, I thought at the beginning, because everybody's wondering, we're waiting for that list. It was interesting to hear, even driving in on the pregame show, you know, I, I was waiting for Dono and, and Gadsden. Couldn't wait to see who's going to be the not expected to play list, yeah. right, because we don't have the – Uh, We don't have the inactives, but he said, you know, that balance between getting guys prepared and not putting them at risk in an exhibition. I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I like the fact that, he said he has to assess each and every player and where they're at, and he was talking about who's, who's not playing, but that also spoke volumes to me about somebody we talked about who did play deep into the second quarter and, and, and Mike Kosicki, right? So, you know, if you're assessing where certain guys at, are at and, okay, we don't need to see Tyreek or we want to, you know, T. Stead needs to get a little bit more rest. We know what he can do. You're making that assessment but you're also assessing who is out there getting reps and when they're getting reps. And that leads me into the point that you made when we came out of break here is that, hey, Juice, we were both right. You know, I think Gaseki to me, I thought was beat right. immediately on that. And you questioned a play call, but then you wanted to you say, hey, I don't want co- to question Coach McDaniel. Well, he did it for you. Yeah, he said you. it was a horrendous play, a horrendous play call. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he obviously wasn't very comfortable with it and certainly not with the <laughs> yeah. result. So that stuck out to me. And I also thought it was interesting to hear him say – that when he got here, it wasn't, it, from what he had heard, it wasn't Tua's M.O. to do some of the extras. Very interesting. And, but now he is, right? and So, we, you know, we were all really impressed to see Tua out here before, you know, before they even opened up the gates. As you said, I don't know how if there's some secret tunnels in here. <laughs> I don't think you can have tunnels in South Florida. But Tua found a way, which I like to see that yeah. in our quarterback. He was out there. And and so coaches are encouraged to see that. I think we're all encouraged to see that. But I also thought it was interesting to say that wasn't the M.O. Right. So some growth. Even a guy who won at the highest level, at, right, at the uh, really yep. a dynasty in, in college football, won at the highest to. level, drafted fifth overall, you feel like he's done it all. But still, even a guy like that still needs to learn a little bit of how to be a pro, and it sounds like we're seeing that maturation. And I think that should be exciting for all Dolphins. Well, teams. you know, we've
4: got to keep it 100 in the situation there. Especially at Alabama. Alabama's better than 99.9% of the teams they play against, and his talent around him the, and the is outstanding. And the prep is probably, you know, probably have to do less prep work at times. When it comes to NFL. But he said that. Tua yeah. has said that. Yeah, every, has. every single team, every single team in the NFL has is, is got some professional players on their team. They might not be a good team, but they all got professional players out there. And so you got to get out there and you got to prep like, you know, you're playing against the, the last year's Super Bowl champs or this year's potential Super Bowl champs, because you just never know. There's talent everywhere across the league. So the fact that, you know, he's out there and it wasn't MO to go out there and and do the mental preparation, the mental part, I I just remember times when we are on the plane and I see Bernie Kosar quizzing Danny Marino, you know, for a four-hour flight on stuff. That's the mental stuff. We already know Danny has the physical attributes, and we know he's good mentally. But the fact that Bernie can help reinforce the situation, we get to this. We go out there, we got check-with-me situations, which means, you know, I'm going to tell you we're going left or right or we're or gonna run, or run it. Check with me. You know, if they show this, we're going to do this. If they show that, we're going to do that. But the mental part of it, you can only do so many physical reps. But the mental part of it, like Tua was doing, if he continues to do that, it's just going to get better and better. You know, we we referenced, and I talked to you, Travis, a little bit about When you see that pregame, you see Drew Brees doing that. You see him go through seven different, almost seven progressions. You know what I mean? Like, bah, you know what I mean? That that mental part is huge for these quarterbacks. And the fact that, you know, Tua wasn't doing that at first, but he's doing it now is going to make him the best quarterback he can possibly be.
3: It's it's really interesting because I – it's – you can look at it negatively, you can look at it positively. Like He wasn't doing it before, but now he is, so now we have a chance to maximize that skill set. And I go back to the first segment we talked about him finding those quick checkdowns and getting to him fast. To me, that means he can raise his floor of his performance yeah. and not have those yeah. plays where he get, you know you kind of dance around the pocket, you get to loose the football, you turn it over, you take a big sack, knock out of field goal range. The list of issues that can occur from that go on and on and on. That was interesting to me. I also just thought this was very interesting here. We've got to get, get to break here real quickly. But when he said that the Raiders were not matching personnel – that seems completely foreign to me, even yeah. in a preseason game. Don't you want your coaches working on getting your substitution packages in and out? That's so crazy yeah, to me. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, I think they probably would, would do that if they had all their guys there. You know, maybe, right. they, maybe, call. Didn't, maybe call. they didn't have the personnel to go into Nick or Don because left they left guys 25 behind. guys back home. You know what I mean? Maybe they left five DBs there and they had the – you know what I mean? So who knows why that happens, you know? And honestly, regular season is going to be a lot different. Um, when you start, you have to match personnel. Yeah. You know that, or you get killed one way or the other. You know, if you got dime defense in, and you, we got three tights, you're going to get run on. You know, you know how it works. But so yeah, that so it kind of caught Mike off guard. Oh, Coach McDaniel, my bad, off guard. Yeah, you know, I'm on first name basis with people right now. Wow, You know, uh, you just so level up on that, it. That is, that is super interesting in itself, but. You know, you won't, you won't expect
3: that in a regular season. What, what happens to your eyes when you see a linebacker come over to the slot and guard you? It's over. <laughs> it's right. a wrap.
5: It's a wrap. Start whistling like, uh, it like Jay Waddle. We, we, right. we better not be
4: running the ball in that play. That's what <laughs> hey, happened. That's your, that's you your Sam Madison you on check, 10, You better check, check, on check on that. You better check what that would you play.
5: say? What, how would you get Danny's attention in that scenario?
4: <laughs> the point, at him like, hey, 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 hey. 57 right here. It's 57 over me right
3: now. I'm waving my arms like it's a video video program here. It's an audio uh, program here. Right, right, right. Let's let's go ahead and go to break here, guys. Dolphins postgame is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. You've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen to get behind the wheel of a new Volkswagen SUV in Fort Lauderdale, Coconut Creek, and Delray Beach. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Also sponsored by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Again, the final score here from Hard Rock Stadium. They turned the scoreboard off. Now I can't see it. The Raiders win (laughs) 15-13 over the Dolphins. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours